Hi all, and welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by BDO Taranaki. As always, you've got myself and my amazing co-host, Melissa. Hello, how's it going? Really good. So Melissa, what are we talking about today? Well, this is probably one of my personal favorite topics that we're going to talk about today, and that is technology and why it's so important to get technology right in your business. And, you know, we're at a time of the year now where it's probably a really good time to start looking at what you might want to do for your next financial year with the end of the tax year just around the corner. So it's a great time to look at what you're doing well now with technology, where you might want to go and really see some key wins for your next year in technology. So how about we dive in and just have a bit more of a look into this. Before we get stuck in, I just wanted to throw in our usual disclaimer that the information contained in this podcast is general in nature and is no substitute for tailored advice specific to your particular circumstances. If you do need advice, make sure to touch base with your usual advisor or get in touch with us at melancal at bdo.co.nz. Today, we're going to take reference from the Zero One Step report. So Zero released this report back in about November, and it was essentially a study which was considering the behavioural barriers to technology adoption in small business. Exactly. They took, uh, in July last year, they contacted around about 4,200 small and medium businesses across a range of countries, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the US, the UK, Singapore, and saw how different small businesses felt about technology and how they approached technology change. And some of their findings are really, really interesting about the results that some of these small businesses saw from being upfront and getting on board with technology and not dragging the chain when it comes to adopting technology exactly so i guess we could categorize and this is what the report did categorize people into two categories so mm-hmm. you're essentially you're an adopter or you're a delayer and it's really just about your implementation of new technology yeah. ideas and the results were insane i know so the study found that if you're an adopter somebody who was proactive about bringing new technologies into your business they saw, in general, up to 120% higher revenue and 106% higher productivity than businesses that were delayers, so people who were behind the curve or slow to implement new technology. So even though doing some research and implementing new technology can be daunting, it can be an investment, those sorts of returns, they're second to none. Absolutely. There's not many other things that you can incorporate into your business that can see increased revenues or productivity by that. A return on investment of, of over 100% in productivity and revenue is it's unheard of. So it definitely shows that, yes, there's some upfront discomfort maybe with, with adopting technology and getting used to it, but even additional cost, additional time in that interim is more than going to pay for itself in the long run. Absolutely. And it's something that is quite key to me. Like I don't have the stats with me, but I remember we've had lots of discussions around the productivity rates mm-hmm. of New Zealanders. Which are pretty abysmal compared to other OECD countries. That We work really hard here in New Zealand. There's no denying that. But our outputs and the amount of work that we manage to get through in our standard 40-hour working week is less than other countries. 
So, yeah, it's one of those things that I feel like we're reasonably comfortable with technology in New Zealand and the the results from the New Zealand area of the Zero Study kind of showed that as well, that people were quite comfortable taking on new technology. But it's almost a question of whether we are picking the right technology or putting our focus in the right kind of technology and how we get that right so that we can improve our productivity stats and start climbing the ladder of that OECD ranking so that we're actually competing with the countries for the level of effort that we're putting in because I definitely think that our New Zealand businesses should be doing or seeing the results that the work that they're putting in warrants. Absolutely. And that's the thing is it does feel just so wasted for us if Mm -hmm. we are. We're still working so, so hard in those 40 hours or 37 and a half for those (laughs) lucky people. But what we also need to realise is that there does need to be productivity gains and technology implementation is always going to be that because if you can get someone out of the office doing administration and get that automated, that can mean that that person is out there doing something that is productive for your business. If that's a trades business, that's getting out back on the tools Mm -hmm. and spending all of your time sitting in an office. Absolutely. And I guess even if you are doing chargeable work, like what we do as accountants, a lot of the time we are working on clients' work. But if we can, if, if, if you are in services, if you can do any of those tasks faster and service more clients in a shorter amount of time, that also helps with your productivity. So it's not just taking stuff that you can't charge for, like your admin work and replacing it with chargeable work. It's replacing it with chargeable work that you can optimise in the best way possible. Absolutely. And like we know, we know more just as much as you that changing is hard. Oh, yeah. Like there's some serious barriers to technology implementation. You and I both would have had some really awesome proposals for people, mm-hmm. which just never happened. And that there's, there's valid reasons for that. Like I'm not saying that it's easy to transform your, your software system or how yep. you're using tech. Like it is a hard job to do but the benefits are what we really look at. And just because Kelsey and I, were both quite passionate about technology, that doesn't mean that we necessarily are always 100% confident in the face of a technology change. It's a little uncomfortable for everybody, even for those people that are adopters. So it it is just a case of embracing that uncomfortability around this kind of thing and looking at what can you do to control some of those factors or how can you step into that and really lean into being a little bit uncomfortable but ultimately seeing the benefits of taking that risk. Exactly. And I, I you hear me say this a lot is that I like to refer back to mindsets. Mm-hmm. So we always hear is that there's just this resistance change. And usually the mindset stems from the fact that you're having to admit defeat. You're having to admit that what you're doing now is not the best thing for you to be doing. And that is sometimes really can be a tough pill to mm-hmm. swallow. So I personally think that sometimes it's using mindset tools and changing your mindset and being like, yes, you know what? We probably didn't have it quite right the first time, but we can pull from that all of these really cool key things that we've been doing well and let's build something better. The thing with being resistant to change is it's not necessarily admitting that what you did was wrong. You might have been using the best piece of technology that was available to you a year or two years ago, 
But the way that technology is moving so quickly at the moment, yesterday's technology may not be as good as today. So it's not necessarily that what you had was wrong and that that's not necessarily you admitting failure of yourself or your business. It's just admitting that times have changed, your business has changed, what you need has changed. So let's find a tool that fits with where you are now rather than where you were yesterday. I really want to pick up on that and talking about what your business has. So quite mm-hmm. often people come to an advisor and they've talked to other people within their sector and they said, this is what I use. Yeah, You should use this. And they come in and they're like, this is what I want to be using. And they don't actually open up the conversation to say, what do you want out of a product? And what are you willing to pay? What time investment are you willing to put forward? Because those things are really important. Just actually doing or using what is called the best system mm-hmm. might not actually be the best for you. Every company, every business's best system is going to be slightly different. So you kind of, when you're looking to embrace technology, you need to stand back and say, what what are our requirements? What are we actually wanting to achieve as Kelsey said and really nail down that criteria and then be open to a couple of possibilities let me tell you there are so many apps out there that connect with accounting systems like Zero. so you're really spoiled for choice and that can be another thing that makes business owners really uncomfortable looking at technology because if you go into google and you search i want a job costing system that feeds into Zero you're going to get a whole heap of results <laughs> yeah, sure and they're all slightly different. And if you, if technology isn't something that you're entirely comfortable with, if it's something that you know you need, you want to embrace, but you don't understand all of the comings and goings with the technology in the background, that's going to be really overwhelming. It's really overwhelming. But the key thing to realize there is that there are people there to help. So that's where both you and I come into, but there mm-hmm. are lots of advisors throughout the country that are able to specialise in taking your feedback on board and saying, this is what I want and coming to you with a couple of choices. You do not want to choose from 50 job costing systems. No, you want two and you want to know the benefits and the pitfalls of both of them so that you can decide which one suits you best. Absolutely. We could, by all means, give you a list or a report of every job costing system, but you're going to see that report and you're not even going to know where to start. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important to really nail down early before you even start talking to an advisor about your software, what you actually want from the system so that then we can go away, look at a handful of options, narrow it down and really outline to you what you're going to see, how it's going to work, how that system's going to meet your criteria. And then you can make an informed decision because we all know when we are We'd rather stick with what we're comfortable with rather than what we're uncomfortable with. So if we can take away some of that uncertainty and some of that, some of those choices or some of that information overload that you can get from just Google searching a system, then you're going to feel a lot more certain, a lot more confident about the decision that you're looking at rather than endless possibilities. Oh, absolutely. And that's a really cool thing to touch on is that coming to someone with what you want so you don't need to know at all what the end solution is you might have a I want to have something that saves me three hours while Mm -hmm. I'm doing this because currently this is my process yeah that's awesome because 
because you're going to get better quality out of your advisor. Yeah. Like honestly, the benefits of that far and exceed are going to exceed the fact that it's going to take you a little bit of time beforehand. And but it means that when you're coming in, you're getting the best value from someone and hopefully the best options as well. So probably a key thing to think about as well is how do we we've talked about all these barriers and we've talked about how they could be tricky and make Mm -hmm. changing quite hard. But where there is some other there's some other things to do to probably improve that mindset for you so what is almost talked about is like a pre-mortem of the risks yeah so rather than assessing all of the risks first start with your end outcome so say this is what we want and then work backwards so that you can see the possible points and options in which you might fail and the thing with it's not necessarily also about a negative of the risk you want to say this could be a risk that maybe this particular thing may go wrong and it's yes recognizing that that's a risk but it's also before you get to that point where that goes wrong it allows you to look at ways that you can remedy that so if that risk actually comes to fruition you already know how you're going to deal with that you've got it all planned out so it's not actually as big a deal as it may have been otherwise and the other key thing to do with that is don't just consider the risks of implementing this new piece of technology. You also need to consider the option of what are the risks of you staying with your current solution? Mm-hmm. If it's outdated technology, if it's no longer supported by the software developer, what are all of the risks of not acting now? The risks can be huge. This literally leads into our last episode, which we released mm-hmm. with Elena, in which what are the risks of not having social media? Yep. Very much so the same as what are the risks of lagging behind in the technology sphere. And that could be that you lose data in your current system, or it could be just as it was with social media, your competitors are doing this way more efficiently. They're embracing technology. They are getting to their customers faster and easier than you are. So they may end up circling around. So that really brings us back to that idea of I'm at home, I've got something that's blown in my house and I really need an electrician. Mm -hmm. Ring up the electrician, he comes out and he does the job for me. Generally, back in the days, I'd then wait until the end of the month and I'd get an invoice and I'd be payable 20th of the month following. Mm -hmm. But I'm on a tight cash flow restriction. So like at the time I had some money set aside, but then other things came up. I had school fees to pay for and something else to pay for. So then a couple of years later, when the same thing happens, I have this new electrician come and he comes and he does my fit wiring and he fixes it. And then he says, I've got the invoice to you and I've got mobile ethos to you and pay right now. Yeah. And from a business owner's perspective, that's, that's the thing of technology. We always think about technology as it's the accounting system. It's a zero that you code your GST, the mobile ethos system. Having text reminders that go out to clients to say your hair appointment is tomorrow at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock. But this is what we're talking about technology. It's adopting all of those other forms of technology as well. Absolutely. So there are so many different ways that you could, or different things that you could target within your business. So the world is really your oyster. That if there's something, as we've said before, if there is a particular area of your business that is frustrating, causing a lot of stress, not necessarily accounting-based, but if it's frustrating, talk to somebody because there is, more than likely a piece of technology out there 
that can help solve the issue that you're having. Absolutely. People kind of always think of technology as this big, scary thing. And we are becoming, we're, we're part of a world now. And this, honestly, I feel like this ties in so well to our social media episode of the world has changed. Mm-hmm. And without social media and without advancing technology, businesses are really going to be lagging and they aren't going to see the same successes that they were having in the past. And the other thing is, is the thing that I find really fascinating with dealing with business owners and technology and something that the Zero Report honed in on as well is we are pretty good. Generally speaking, everyone is pretty good at embracing technology in their day-to-day life. The amount of apps that people have on their phone that they do almost anything with. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to embracing technology in their business, they're a little bit more hesitant because that's their baby. But maybe just take a little bit of that bravery that you have in your day-to-day life and see what you can do. The fact that I walk into the room and see my dad watching TikToks resonates (laughs) with that because, like, People are quite eager to jump onto the next fad when it's personal, mm-hmm. but when it's business, it just seems like you do need to be a bit more calculated because it's a risk. Absolutely. It is a risk, and we, we're not discounting that at all, and that's why I think it's important to take small steps. Yeah, so like we say to you, look, your business is going to be so much better off if you fully embrace technology, but not once would either myself or Melissa say to a client, you need to overhaul everything and you need to do it right now. You may end up seeing that there are five or six different frustration points in your current business processes from your accounting to job costing or inventory or social media or anything like that. And when you actually sit down and talk through those with somebody and find what is the most frustrating thing and get that sorted first, even if you've got a long-term plan about how you need to embrace technology to target each of those different frustrations, you might find that we can break it up into small little bits and embrace one piece of technology now to deal with the most frustrating thing Mm -hmm. that then leads on to the next because it is risky when you want to do everything at once. Mm -hmm. And if you actually break it down, then you can see that actually embracing technology doesn't need to be this big scary thing that you do it's just something that you actually can achieve and anyone can do it you can and I liked how you said lead on because that would be the key concept from me is if you're coming to me and you're wanting some help with within your technology spaces I want to know everything you want to achieve in the Mm -hmm. long term because I do not want to help you implement something that is going to be counterintuitive when you go down the line and there's something else that needs to change So that would be probably a really big piece of advice would be actually looking at your business as a full landscape and working out what you're going to need from that long term so that every piece you add together works cohesively. I think even we sometimes feel this that here even within our own workplaces that you wonder why all of these things are happening, but it's because sometimes you just need to get something done and you bring these all these pieces together. But they aren't necessarily the most user-friendly, and that's where our productivity gets hit. Absolutely. And it's important to, even if you have that big plan and all of those steps, you might get down the line and something's changed, another piece of technology comes and completely throws a spanner in the works. And if that if that new piece of technology that comes along tomorrow is the piece that really excites you, then that's when you rethink the plan. The plan can be constantly moving or it can be a plan that helps invigorate your business so there's never 
ever a right answer and it's always going to be constantly moving but at least if you've got a plan you can see the way that you can achieve it it's essentially like a goal break it up into little bite-sized pieces just like with your technology and you can see the different targets that you've got to fix the issue exactly and i've got this written down here and it says technology is constantly evolving Mm -hmm. so don't get comfortable and this saying really i really love it's today's good enough it's usually tomorrow's not enough absolutely so don't be the one that is trying to hold on to something just because you like it or it, it felt like a good piece of tech at the time enjoy that technology for what it was at the time Thank it in a way for, for what it did for your business yesterday, but go out there and see what else is on the horizon and how you can really nail some of those key business objectives a lot easier by just embracing technology. And as always, and we always say, like, if you do need a hand with this, please do come and see us. We are available by email, melancal at bdo.co.nz, but also pop into the office, give us a call because we really do... This is, this is our niche and this is what mm-hmm. we thrive on and we love doing this. So we don't want to be seeing you lag behind. We want to help you grow and improve your business the best you can. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unlocking Business Potential. If you enjoyed what you heard, head along to your favorite podcast app. Like, rate and subscribe so you will receive notifications when future episodes are released. And if you do have any questions or are in need of tailored advice, please do not hesitate to contact us at melancal at bdo.co.nz. We look forward to joining you next time on Unlocking Business Potential, your business advisory podcast backed by BDO Taranaki.